the badly behaved mum podcast yeah yeah we're we're definitely gonna have to work on that because there is no I in team because there is no team it's just me myself and all my personalities currently sitting in my son's bedroom so yeah welcome to the first badly behaved mum podcast it's taken six or seven manic episodes to get here it's also taken me 25 minutes of recording a previous one for my kids to come and ruin it like i said there's literally no team it's me myself all my personalities and hoping if i'm nice enough to tom he might help me with the technology side of it but we're gonna get on with it the last one was going so well they come and ruined it so by the time this comes out i might be half cut but who wants to listen to a sober podcast anyway um maybe some of you do but where's the fucking fun in that so good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are in the world can't imagine there's anyone outside of britain listening to me because who the fuck would listen to this common you know definitely mentally unstable mama too that's not all i am i am what oh shit where am i <laughs> i don't have a career i don't have anything yeah i'm a mama too who's got a few thousand followers on instagram and i like the sound of my own voice at this point so i thought why not give myself another platform to talk about myself on eventually i'll start having other guests on and I might let them you know pipe up every now and again but mainly it's a platform where i don't have to hold my phone in front of my face and i can just talk and waffle you can listen to me in the car you can listen to me when you've got your headphones in because you're ignoring your kids do what you want i don't care babe you do you whatever makes you happy so you're probably wondering holly why are you sitting in your kid's room actually probably none of you are wondering that um I'm sitting in Albie's bedroom because it's the only safe pa- safe place. Again, we're going to get a lot of word from it. We're going to get a lot of words bundled up. And there's no one here to edit it out. So, just roll with me, alright? Um, why am I in Albie's bedroom? Because it's the only safe place. The only place I know he won't come into. Because I, he could have all the toys in here. He could have everything he wanted in this room. He's still just going to linger in the front room... If it becomes bedtime, then he's going to cry that he needs a drink, that he needs a wee. He probably, he's probably going to go for about two or three poos a night. Um, oh, sorry, kid. I've just realised you could listen to this when you're 18 and hear your mum talking about your bowel movements. Um, yeah, so I'm hiding out here. And actually, I don't know if the sound's any good, but this is the best we're getting. Because again, no team, no studio, no management. It's me, myself and my 26 microphone today that I bought today sorry from Argos um there's going to be no editing I'm just going to put it all on you can listen to me waffle on you might tune out I don't blame you um but yeah we're just going to go with it we're going to see what the first podcast gets and then we're going to start having people on ideally people I like because who the fuck wants to talk to people they don't like do you know what when I hear podcasts okay I don't listen to very many because unless they're talking about me, I generally don't care what anyone has to say. Um, and they interview people that they've said before in previous times they don't like or they're not a huge fan of what they do. It's mainly like people like on TOWIE or reality TV shows. And I'm like, so why are you interviewing them? Why are you talking to them? Why, why would you talk to somebody you don't like or you don't like the work they do? 
Um, and this is why I wanted to start my podcast is because I was so sick and tired of listening again not that I listen to many but I was so sick and tired of having podcasts and interviews of people in the spotlight yeah okay we're all kind of fascinated by them because that's why they're famous because we're all so obsessed with them not obsessed but we're all interested in what they're doing that we're not hearing you know normal people normal people like me normal people who follow me who also have incredible stories incredible stuff to say but because they don't have platforms they can't talk about or they can but no one's interested so that's why i wanted to start the badly behaved oh you're probably going to hear a lot of crunching because there's a bag of washing behind my head that i need to get through again another problem for another day um so you might hear some rustling whatever it's not going to be a perfect clean podcast you're just gonna have to get what you're given all right <laughs> until maybe one day Spotify or someone might pick me up and be like oh my god she's an icon she's so funny we've got a long way to go but we move we move so you'll probably be wondering Holly why are you doing this on a Saturday night do you not have any life no firstly I don't um I only go out if it's planned months in advance or if my friends of no kids asked me out last minute. <laughs> that that's pretty much it. Um otherwise every Saturday I'm sitting on my fat ass in my corner of my second hand sofa, scrolling on my phone, watching some shitty TV like Eye Zombie. If any of you like binge watching shit TV, I promise you you won't go wrong with Eye Zombie, okay? I know it sounds a bit weird. It's shit, but it's like a good shit, do you know what I mean? Like you just wanna what shitty TV? I started watching it in lockdown. Oh, I can't tell you how privileged I am right now. <laughs> just from talking, just from talking and absolute waffling. And if any of you heard that, that was me pulling up my bra strap. Um, so yeah, that's normally what I do on a Saturday. I sit in the corner drinking prosecco, scrolling on Instagram, watching Eye Zombie. It's not very riveting. It's not very glamorous. Um, but that's. That's what I do. So, why am I sitting here on a Friday n- Friday night? Oh my god, am I drunk? I fucking hope so because I can't be doing this sober. I can't listen back to this and be like, oh, I've done that sober. At least if I'm a little bit tipsy, I can be like, oh, weren't me? It was the prosecco talking. It was the prosecco and my personalities. Um, that's a good name of a brand actually, prosecco and personalities remember that one right um yeah so today i was like you know what i'm sick and tired of sitting in the house on weekends not doing very much let's go to a family friendly restaurant because you know there's not actually very many of them around which i want to get onto in a minute um so we went to this lovely little restaurant where they've got like a meal you know that sends water around i don't actually know the whole technical purpose behind it probably one of the reasons i shouldn't have left school at 15 I'd be able to explain more. But yeah, it's got a nice little garden. It's enclosed. Fairly priced. Um, so yeah, so we went there. Kids went and played in the garden with their dad. Um, I thought, great, I'll go get myself a wine or a gin. Wasn't too sure. I thought, I'll decide when I get there. So I ordered Thomas Stella. I ordered the boys a J2I when I ordered Ralphie. Did I order Ralphie a water? No, that does not sound like me. I probably ordered him a fruit shot. Doesn't matter. Because what actually matters is, I got there, and he went, oh, before we order, love, it's cash only. 
pardon. He went, yeah, it's cash only. We can't take any card payments at the moment. The machine's down. Uh, what? I went, oh, okay. Expecting he'd be like, oh, just go up to our restaurant and order there. No, he couldn't see the sadness in my eyes when he said they weren't taking card payments, right? So, one thing for me. I never have enough money to withdraw to get cash out, right? Secondly, what's the point of withdrawing cash where everywhere is a contactless or card payment only now? Thirdly, if, you, if you're going to have an issue like this, where, where's your card machine? Where's your card machine? Not that a card machine would have mattered in that moment in time because I, I've actually lost my bank card. And I've lost it for three or four weeks now, but rather than doing anything about it, I'm just hoping that it's going to turn up. Um, and I know it's a risky game to play. One, I've never had a bank card that's lasted me like the whole four years, so I'm really desperate to make sure I, I get to four years of this. Two, if anyone takes my bank card, they're going to be really disappointed when they try to pay on contactless and it gets rejected because I don't ever have enough in there. Um, and thirdly, actually calling up the bank and cancelling my card is it, it's not on my to-do list. I've got a lot more important things. Some might say that's a priority. I say it's another problem for another day. Or it, it just doesn't sound like a me problem right now, right? We're it's going to go either way. Someone's either going to spend all the money I have, which is around £5, <laughs> which I think would be really good karma for them, or it's just going to turn up and I'm going to be happy again. Not that that would make me happy because I don't have enough money on there to make me happy. Um, so, yes, I got rejected. Not got rejected. I couldn't order any drinks, so that put me in a fucking foul mood because who wants to sit with their children sober? In a pub, not even a pub, a restaurant. Ugh. Oh, have you ever had to do that? Have you ever had to sit with your children in a restaurant? Oh my god, it's. Ugh. There's nothing enjoyable about it. And anyone, when they post pictures of their children in restaurants, and I've been guilty of doing it, it's not a good time for us. We're not having a good time. Like when they get to Albie's age, like five, six, give them an iPad. Great. They won't, you won't hear from them again. When you've got someone like Ralphie. I remember Albert being the same age and he wasn't as difficult as that Ralphie. Um, but it was just kind of like, you can't relax. You're so conscious of your kid, especially when we're like Ralphie and they've got a bowl of chips in their hands and you're thinking, are you going to throw that bowl of, bowl, of, bowl of chips at somebody's head? Are you going to put your head in the bowl of chips? There's so many possibilities when you've got children of what they could do. I mean, my issue with Albie when I was taking to restaurants and stuff was, is he going to shit? Um, again, sorry, kid, for talking about your bowel movements <laughs> on here. I can't remember if I said it on this one or if I said it on the last one because, you know, the last one got deleted. But we move, we move. Um, I'm getting sidetracked now and this is the problem with having ADHD. I get so excited and all these words want to come out and I don't know where I actually started now with this whole conversation. And this is probably why I should employ people to be like, Holly, you're getting off track, babe. Come on, let's get back to it. But yeah, it's not it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. Anyone who says different is a liar. Stop lying to other mums. Taking your kids to restaurants is a good time. If you take them from a young age, they'll be well behaved. I'm pretty sure that I could take my kids to restaurants. And I have taken my kids to restaurants from a young age. They still don't fucking behave. Albie, yeah, Albie wouldn't. 
Albie doesn't ever want to get in trouble with Ralphie. I can guarantee I could have done everything in my power to make sure Ralphie was a well-behaved child and that kid. Nah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so anyone who says you take your kids from a young age to a restaurant, they're going to behave well. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. Just like when they lie to you and say labour doesn't hurt. Okay? It hurts. And I don't care how much hypnobirthing you do. I don't care how many drugs you have. It still hurts. All right? You're going to survive because we've all done it. I'm not saying, you know, it's it's a good time. Uh, I guess that's personal. But, yeah. Same people who say to you, taking your kids to restaurants, it's a good time. But the same people who say to you, labour doesn't hurt, all right? So just bear that in mind. Find them people. They're also probably the same, same kind of people. Be like, oh, yeah, I don't drink till my kids are in bed. I, I, don't, I don't really drink on weekdays. I, you know, my kids don't make me drink. Liars. Fucking liars, a lot of them. Okay? We're all in the same shit boat. We're, none of us have a fucking clue what we're all doing right now. Most of us cry once a week. Um... And don't be wrong, kids are great. Kids are the best thing that ever happened to me. I love my kids. Um, but seriously, if anyone's listening, I can't imagine there's anyone other than mothers listening to this right now. What are we doing? Can it, can anyone send help? Because I'm scared. Is this the start? Like, when does it end? Does it does it continue like this forever? But yeah. Um, I feel like I'm going to have so many mums on this is another conversation I can have for another day. But I don't even know where I was going with this right now. Like, let me try and go back. Let's see if the ADHD can take me back. Does anyone else have that? And you, you get so excited in conversations and you just interrupt everyone. And it's not because you're rude or you're ignorant or you haven't been brought up the w- wrong way. It's because you just get so excited and there's so many words in your head. And they all just come out at once. And you, when you talk, you just go... Argh! And then everyone's staring at you. No? No, just me. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, so pubs and gardens and kids and not taking car payments. Let's get back to that. Which actually, what I wanted to talk about was why is there no more pubs with you know climbing frames? Why is there no more pubs with soft plays? I was brought up in a wacky warehouse. A harvester had a wacky warehouse attached to it. Do you know how good my childhood was? My childhood was great because my mum was always pissed. I grew up in soft plates. I grew up in, you know, wacky warehouses. I grew up in pubs with climbing frames. I I grew up living my best life because my mum was too pissed to care what I was doing. And most people I speak to had the same childhood. You know, we all grew up with having a coat thrown over us at 10 o'clock at night because we've passed out in the cricket club. And we grew up having bottles of coke in glass you know the glass bottles and tato crisps or walkers or even scampi fries do you know what i mean so we've all majority of people i know have all had the same upbringing and as far as we remember yes there's a bit of trauma that comes with it um i've got some great traumas trauma dumping stories for you guys very very soon um but we all had lovely childhood you know my childhood was great i've got friends that well, I say friends. There's probably friends I had as children that I would walk past them in the street now and wouldn't know who they were, but I knew they were going to be at the pub the same time as me every weekend because their parents done the same thing. And this is what I wanted to get onto. So we obviously took the kids to a child-friendly pub. That was the only child-friendly pub around. So that's actually why I got in a bad mood because there was nowhere else to take them that's child-friendly. 
there's nowhere else I can let my children be feral. There was nowhere else I could have a glass of wine and think, my kids are safe. I can see them right in front of me. I'm not going to get half cup. I can have a glass of wine. I can pick up some chips, you know. The kids can come pick up some chips and chicken nuggets and run back and go play. <laughs> kind of like how majority of us grew up. And it didn't put me in a bad mood because I only couldn't have a drink. I just thought, there's nowhere I can take my kids where adults can be adults and children can be children. Because I feel like it's so frowned upon now to do stuff like this with your kids. It's so frowned upon that, pardon me, again, stuff like burps are not going to be edited out. If, you, if you've got headphones in, I'm sorry, okay? That one would have hurt your ears. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's nowhere really like like that if you go to soft play it's just coffee mm, you know fizzy drinks things like that i don't want a coffee i don't want to stay awake in a place like soft play i've got one kid who keeps coming up to me and talking to me and i can't understand him because he's two and his parents are nowhere to be fucking seen i've got another kid who's giving me evils and he's i can see his you know eye contact that he wants it but apparently again it's frowned upon to square up to a 10 year old whatever um do you know what I mean? These places are just for kids. They're not for like when we grew up, when it was for adults and your kids would fit into your life. Like, And that's kind of how we brought Albie up, you know. It was kind of, he's going to work around us. We're not going to work around him. Whereas with Ralph, it's very, very different now. My life revolves around Ralphie's surgeries or Ralphie's appointments, Albie's football. It's very, very different. Um, but again... I don't know if it's because as time's gone by, there's nowhere really that's somewhere for parents and kids. It's just either for parents on their own without their kids or for kids with their parents. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I don't know if it's where the generation has changed. I don't know if it's where we have social media. I don't know what it is. But when I grew up, like I said, there was places like Wacky Warehouse in a pub. Um, Your parents would drop you off they would go to the pub side they'd call you when your food was ready you'd go back and you'd stay there make friends with people and you knew they would be there every weekend like you um whereas now i don't know if it's insurance i don't know if it's just again the generation the stigma that comes with it there's not anywhere like that there's not like a safe place for kids and adults um and can you imagine if there was as well like i remember growing up there was a crash in my asda Mum would drop me off and leave me there with total strangers. Total strangers. Like, and just other kids as well that have just been left there by their parents. But we had the best time with kids. We didn't want to go shopping with our mums. What? Why would we want to go shopping with our mums when there's a creche with a slide that is a baked bean tin? You tell me as a child, like, even now, if I said to Albie, do you want to go play in the baked bean slide or do you want to go shopping around Aldi with mummy? I'll tell you what that kid's going to answer. And do you know what I mean? I would quite happily drop my kids at a soft play right now with strangers. <laughs> um, I'm not saying just go round Audi or Asda and ask strangers to watch kids. Don't do that. Don't want to be sued. Can't afford to be sued. Please don't do that. But do you know what I mean? Um, but back then it was different. You would probably have people who weren't DBS checked, people who weren't qualified, people who didn't do first aid. And potentially people who probably shouldn't have been working with children. But, you know, everyone used to dump their kids off there. You know, and you wouldn't have other mums, like, looking them up and down, like, oh, my God, she's dropped her kids off to the sh- crash. Um, 
Jeff for mum's like, fair fucking play. Fair fucking play, babe. I'm doing the same thing. Whereas now, can you imagine, right, we're in 2022. Just just picture the scene, right? You're in Asda. There's a crash there. You've dropped your kids off to the crash. You see someone. You follow on Instagram. She follows you on Instagram. You went to school together. You weren't friends. But you say hello to each other. She comes over. Hi, babe. How are you? It's been so long. Oh, my God. Love your Instagram page. Just so funny. These are my children. Comes out with some stupid fucking names. Um, Again, whatever you name your kids, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just setting the scene, all right? Where are yours, babe? Oh, my God. I love seeing them on Instagram. They're so beautiful. Oh, my God. Honestly. I don't know how you do it. I've I've only got the two and you know, you just make it look so easy. Where are they anyway? And you go, oh, I fucking left them in the crash. Why why the fuck aren't yours there? Can you imagine the judgment? Like, just picture the scene, right? You've, like I said, you've just seen her. You've not really, you don't really stay in contact. She's very, um, being a mum is a whole personality. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But these are the same mums who I'm not. I'm not mum shaming. I'm not mum judging. But they think once you're a mum, your whole personality, your whole life should just be a mum. Nothing else. Nothing more. Nothing less. You are mum. Imagine saying, to her, "Oh yeah, I've dropped them in the crash." You you can feel the judgment right now, can't you? As I say it, you can feel the judgment coming from her because you've dropped your kids in a crash. So you can do your shop alone. The fucking audacity of you to do your shop alone. And she's got hers with her because she would never leave them with strangers. And you fucking have. You fucking wrong and Do you know what I mean? And I I think that is why places like crashes in supermarkets don't exist. Not because of insurance. I think that's a cover up. I think it's a lie um, to us. I think it's because there's so much judgment. There's so much opinions now. That if you do do something like that, then you are a bad mother how dare you how dare you go shopping for an hour on your own and leave your kids in a crash you know um but yeah do you know what I mean I just feel like there is a lot of stigma judgment from other people and that might have sound like a bit mum shaming like mums who have their whole their whole life is their children like if that's your if that's what makes you happy then I love that for you I'm happy for you but do the same with mums who, you know, whose their life isn't their children. Not their life isn't their children, but their whole, their life doesn't involve around their children. They're still, for example, they're not just mum. They're also Holly. They're also the badly behaved mum. They also go to work. They also do this. Don't make other mums feel bad for it, for what they do. What you can't be, you can't give your children the best version of yourself if you're not giving your version yourself the best version of yourself again let's work with the word vomit the words getting muddled up because you're gonna have to um but you know what i mean i say bring back crashes bring back wacky warehouses stop the mum shaming let us get drunk (laughs) let us drop our kids in a soft play while we get fucking pissed and gossip gossip about the men who got us pregnant in the first place yeah you heard it here first when that when you see them wacky warehouses open across the country remember you heard it first on this podcast um if not 
Um, when I have another manic episode, because I feel like this manic episode could be coming to an end very soon, so you might not get a podcast anytime soon. Once that depressive episode starts, it's game over. You ain't getting nothing out of me. Um, but yeah, once my next manic episode starts, I'm gonna probably come up with a soft play idea where parents can get pissed. Um, not sure how that's gonna fly with insurance, but we move, we move. But yeah. I really wanted to touch on that subject of how our parenting has changed through the generations. And, you know, when we talk about parenting or being pregnant and stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, you can have that glass of wine, babe. Because when my nan was pregnant, she used to drink five bottles of gin and she used to drink 50 fags a day. Um, And look, my mum turned out all right. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't recommend that. There's a reason why they say don't drink and smoke now because look how fucked up our parents are. Look at the trauma our parents gave us. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? So when people go, no, it's all right, it's all right, my nan smoked and drank the whole way through. Yes. And look, your mum is now a borderline, you know, alcoholic. Um, Might not be the same for every family, might just be mine, but again... We've got plenty of time for trauma dumping. But yeah, um, our kids might turn around and be like, oh yeah, well, my mum used to go around to, you know, we used to go around to mummy's best friends all the time and they used to drink and just let us get on with it. Can you imagine the stigma our children are facing as parents if we don't change it now? If we don't stop the mum shaming, if we don't stop the dad shaming, not the dads get fucking shamed. <sighs> Because when can men ever fucking do wrong, okay? Do you know what I mean? If we don't stop the mum shaming, if we don't stop the mum guilting, if we don't stop all this stigma as us as parents, what hope do our kids have? What hope do our kids have when they are parents? You know, I want my kids to be parents and never have to worry about what people are saying online about them. I don't want my kids to worry what, you know, next door think of them or stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? I just think we are in a generation now where, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? As long as the children aren't in danger, as long as, pardon me, another burp, not being edited out, as long as no children are in danger, no one's been neglected, no one's been abused, just stop being such a judgmental prick, alright? I am sick and tired of people putting each other down for how they parent for what they wear for how their house looks like for what they post if it doesn't affect you if it's not affecting your life if your life is not in danger why why do you care why do you care so much what somebody else is doing like i don't wake up right and right i might see someone post something who i might not particularly like or i might not be a massive fan of what they post is not going to ruin my day. Yeah, it's not. I might look at them and be like, oh, you fucking idiot. I might send it to the girls in a screenshot. We might talk about it for a little bit. Am I going to message that person and tell them? Absolutely not. Am I going to put it anywhere publicly? Absolutely not. Am I going to put it on some kind of forum? No. Because it doesn't affect my life that much. I don't care. And this is what I mean. We need to normalise gossiping, right? We need to normalise gossiping with our pals. We need to normalise, you know, bitching about people. And not take it so badly because bitching and gossiping to your pals, you know, to your friends, 
it's completely different to bitching and gossiping online with strangers, putting it publicly somewhere, being a nasty, bullying arsehole. That's completely different to bitching and gossiping with your pals. Um, and the sooner we make that normal, you know, being like, oh, do you know what? I had a really fucking good gossip today with my friends about so and so. That's that that we need to make that normal. Whereas when people do it on the internet, right? So, for example, if someone writes something about me on some forum, it's become so normalised that I can't pull that, you know, pull that person, not pull that person aside because I don't fucking know where they are because they're doing it behind a fucking anonymous account. Um, but I can't pull that person up and be like, right, you've said this about me online publicly. Whereas if somebody said that about me behind my back, someone who I might know and it got back to me, don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. And I'll tell you why. Because what people say behind your back is none of your business. But when it's being written about you online and you can see it and everyone else can see it, that's two different things. Do you get me? I feel like that made sense in my head. But coming out, that might not have made sense. But do you know what I mean? What people say behind your back is none of your business. And also it's human nature to gossip and bitch. But when people are writing it so publicly, whether it be on your Instagram you know, posts or in your messages or... I don't know, say if you're in the public eye on the Daily Mail or a a site I'm not going to mention because I don't want to bring in more traffic. I feel like that's very different to bitching about someone behind their back. Yeah. Uh, Not that I can hear any of you going, yeah, Holly, that fucking makes sense. Because one, no one might listen to this. Two, you're all either going to listen to it in your car or on headphones while you clean the house, whatever. Um, But yeah, in my head that really made sense and this is why I need to get other people on so I can be like did that make sense to you and they can be like yeah Holly that made loads of sense or just shut up just shut up <laughs> um I probably should start getting someone sitting with me so they can be like just shut up just shut up because you're gonna cancer yourself soon you're gonna cancer yourself Holly um but yeah and you know what that is actually why I started my Instagram because not that I felt like people were getting cancelled or stuff like that because that wasn't really a thing five years ago it was more I wanted to say the stuff that nobody else has the balls to say um I wanted to say the stuff that's frowned upon I wanted to say the stuff that's still had stigma against it and still does I wanted to talk about everything that when I did say people would go oh oh my god did she actually just say that and you can see in some people's eyes they're like yeah I'm thinking the same and you can see the shock in other people's eyes when they're like I can't believe she just fucking said that and that's why I started my Instagram. So back in 2017, I was, I'm not a regular mum. Um, that that was just my name. Because I that's how I felt. I wasn't a regular mum. I wasn't a mum whose whole personality was her child. I, I went back to work six weeks after having Albie. Um, you know, I was a young mum. I was 21 when I fell pregnant, 22 when I had him. And I just never felt like I was a regular mum. I never felt like i done things how they should have been done do you know what I mean like yeah okay I breastfed um I I took all my vitamins whatever but I just felt like compared to other mums I I wasn't on the same wavelength I would go to these groups and I never fit in because I didn't do things by a parenting book I didn't do things by what the hell is it said I didn't do you know what a website said I'd done things that worked for me I'd done things that worked for me and my child and me and my family um 
and then it was so frowned upon to do things outside the rules whereas now I love how many accounts are just like mine you know so I hate the word authentic and organic please stop using that word guys please um but do you know what I mean there's so many accounts like you've got the shit mums club on tiktok katie behind it you've got so many other accounts on tiktok normalizing what normal houses look like with families in them you've got people like taylor winging twinning who just normalizes having multiple kids and people saying to them oh you've got your hands full and her going fuck off fuck off do you know what i mean we've got so many amazing mum accounts that have stopped normalizing normal things if that make again does that make sense but we've got so there's just so many more accounts than when i first started and i love it i'm here for it um but yeah that's why i started off with i'm not a regular mum because i just felt like i wasn't like a regular mum especially at my young age i felt like i had to impress people because i was young and i felt like i had to show people i knew what i was doing but at the same time i wanted to be you know, a a new kind of era mum, a new kind of, I don't give a fuck what I should do, I'm going to do what works for me, I'm going to do what works for my kid, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to document it, I'm going to talk about it online, and I don't give a shit, because I didn't give a shit before I had kids, and I certainly do not give a shit after having kids, I mean, I'm a lot more conscious of what I say, I'm a lot more aware of what I could say, and how that could impact me impact them but I also do not give a shit enough that I would ever stop because what does that teach my kids if I start living how obviously not everyone else does but if I start living how people expect me to because people are so afraid and scared of what others think of them what does that teach my children that teaches them that they can't be themselves because they're afraid of other people's opinion they're afraid to be them they're afraid to you know talk about their opinions that no your opinion doesn't have to be right no your opinion might everyone might not agree with it or yes some people might agree with it but that's the whole point of you being you is being able to talk about the stuff you are passionate about the stuff you think's right okay yes you think it's right but you can also be aware that not everyone agrees with it and your opinion doesn't actually mean it's right that's just your opinion and that is what I want to teach my children is yes you can have an opinion and yes to you it might feel right but you also have to accept other people's and you need to do what makes you happy not what society tells you to do not what pardon me you're being told to do you have one life enjoy it do what makes you happy and fuck it fuck it because we're all gonna die one day we are all going to die and no one's gonna give a shit when you're dead and that's the sad reality of it when you're dead no one's gonna give a shit when your grandchildren forget who you are or when your grandchildren die do you think their grandchildren are going to talk about you no of course they're fucking not you've only got a few generations after you maybe you might not have grandchildren maybe once your children die nobody is going to remember you and that is why i say fuck it fuck it fuck what anyone thinks 
just do what makes you happy because you never know if tomorrow is promised you never know if today is promised you don't know what the future holds for you so why not enjoy it why not say what you think don't know when I say that I mean don't go out your way to hurt people's feelings I I think people see it as well I have an opinion so I'm going to tell people what I think I don't mean it like that what I mean is enjoy your life do what makes you happy you don't have to put other people down to make yourself happy but enjoy it because once it's done this life is done all right it's done you're dead (laughs) simple as that and I just think as our generation we can teach our children so much we are an incredible incredible generation of parents like and our kids can be even better and their kids can be even better but it starts with us and let's stop with the mum shaming let's stop with you know the judgment and so much more there's so much we can stop as a generation but I would like to think if I have an impact on anything it's I stop obviously I can't stop mum shaming because you've always got opinionated arseholes um I don't know if you can hear Albie shouting in the background but yeah I would like to think us as a generation of parents can do incredible things and with social media and the platforms we have let why not start now why not start now if you feel like you've been ever a bit of a judgmental dick or you know you might be a troll why you can stop that you can stop that today you can stop that tomorrow or you know, if you're a bit of a opinionated, not like my opinionated, because I don't feel like I ever call people out and be mean. Where is it getting you? Where is it making you feel better when you're being mean to people? Because if I'm ever mean about somebody, I find it really affects me for the rest of the day. Like I don't, I don't feel nice after. I feel like when I'm kind to somebody, when I've done something nice for somebody, my whole mood changes. And this is what I don't get about people who their personality is to be mean like does it make you feel nice surely you can't be a happy person because like you know for example some girl I was having a bad week the other week and she sent me a 15 pound just eat voucher do you know how nice it made me feel to think oh my god like that she's just spent 15 pounds on me to make sure I've had a nice day so when I do you know my random acts of gratefulness and things like that or I raise money for charity or I just I don't know I um, I can't give examples right now because I'm halfway through my bottle of Prosecco um I just feel so much nicer and I just feel positive and I just feel happy and I can't imagine being somebody who just gets off on making other mums feel shit like because surely like it must make you feel shit I don't I just don't get it but yeah I'm waffling I'm talking shit now um but yeah that was the first podcast I don't know how it's gonna sound I don't know how it's gonna be perceived I really need to get a fucking dictionary or a thesaurus oh my god thesauruses do you remember the smell of them in school oh oh, fucking loved thesauruses don't know what they meant don't know what they done but yeah I can still smell it now and what was the other things the little geometry sets and you put your hands out and try and like stab them but not stab your fingers oh what throwbacks maybe that's what we'll have to do for a podcast one day a throwback one but yeah 
I hope for the first podcast that went well, considering it was on my own. I don't know many made many podcasts of people that sit and do it by themselves. Um, mainly because I'm self-absorbed and I don't care about anyone else unless it's me. But in the future, there will be guests. Um, there might be some names you recognise from Instagram. There might be some people who want to do it anonymously. Um, there might be people who want to build their platforms. I am really looking forward to what I've got plans in my head. Again, if a depressive episode starts, then we might be pushed back. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah. I'm really looking forward to using this platform and doing good with it. Um, I've got some slag stories planned, some trauma dumping. I'd like to get people, again, who maybe wouldn't have the chance ever to do something like this, to give them a voice, to give them a chance to talk about the stuff they're passionate about, whether it's, you know, slag stories, mental health, um, parenting, there's so many things we can talk about and although yes majority of people who will listen to this if not all will be from my instagram i'm hoping we can touch on subjects that aren't just you know for people who follow me i'm you know you might say to someone oh did you listen to that podcast and she spoke about whatever and that person might listen to it and they might listen to it and send it to somebody else and so forth i would love to just be able to just make someone's day yeah I'd like to be able to make someone's day I'd like to be able to make people smile and make people laugh because and just change the I don't don't know if I can change it of course I can change the world I'm fucking iconic um I am the GC on oh my god she's gonna fucking sue me if I say that isn't she oh shit please don't sue me please don't sue me I can't fucking afford it but yeah I feel like I am the ginger version Gemma Collins actually no I'm not that iconic I haven't got to that status yet but yeah you know what I mean in my head I can change the world so let's wrap this up um again whether it's morning afternoon evening it's never fucking too early to have a wine no matter what anyone says and if they do say it you don't need that negativity in your life. It's five o'clock somewhere and if the sun's out, it's always all right to day drink, okay? And the final question, well, not that I've asked any questions because it's just been me, myself and all my personalities, isn't it? Um, the question that I've always wanted to know, what came first, the chicken nugget or the egg McMuffin? Like, if anyone could, if anyone actually knows the answer to that, please let me know. Um... Um, I don't actually mean the chicken nugget or egg McMuffin because I know sometimes with people they don't get my sarcasm it doesn't read through a screen so I'm hoping with this podcast my sarcasm will read through my voice if not then that's a you problem and I don't know how else to help anyone who can't read my sarcasm but yeah I don't actually mean a chicken nugget or the egg McMuffin don't go on to google wikipedia and tell me I mean what came first the chicken or the egg because this is a lifelong problem for me that I thought about Maybe every day since I knew the question, what the fuck came first, the chicken or the egg? So, yeah. Thanks for listening for all 43 minutes. Fair fucking play to you. And we will see you soon. Let's get my jingle back again. Yeah, we're definitely going to work on that.